Welcome to the inaugural episode of <laughs> Silence. Beating uh, the record. <laughs> beating the, setting the record straight. Oh, no, no, we'll just, we'll figure that out later. Uh, <laughs> my name is MJ Harris and I am a music producer slash podcast producer at The Daily Cow. And here I have with me Jack Graves. I'm also a music and podcast producer here at The Daily Cow. Yeah. And, um, this podcast talks about all things music. So this comes from music reviews to covering events that have happened within uh, today's music industry. And we also entertain debates on certain topics, whether that uh, deals with music production or deals with artists or even deals with speculation and controversy. So um, you're in for a ride. We're also in the for a ride. We're definitely in the belly of the beast right now. Um, yeah, I had this idea of a music-related podcast for a while uh, since fall of 2018. You know, I've been editing podcasts for other people, and um, when I was talking to my friends about me being a podcast producer for the Daily Cow, many of them try to encourage me, saying, "Oh, you should make your own podcast. You know, you like music so much. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you do something?" <laughs> um, and at first, I was really hesitant to do it because I personally don't see myself as an opinionated person. But, you know, lo and behold, I discovered I was, especially when it came to music. Um, and slowly but surely, I started having more ideas about what this podcast would be about and and how it would come into fruition. And, you know, even though it's been a long time, I am glad that it worked out the way it did because now I have not one but two lovely co-hosts. Uh, the other one isn't here yet, but um, he should be coming next week. He, he should be coming next week, so you better watch, listen the next, <laughs> <laughs> watch the next episode because you can definitely see it with your eyes. Um, you know, I'm just glad that it worked the way it did because now I feel like um, this podcast would be a lot more interesting, um, and we get to see different opinions and and possibly go mad when we discuss them. So that's just how it started. So yeah, without further ado, uh, we're gonna take things pretty light. Uh, we're gonna talk about Kanye West's ninth studio album, Jesus is King. Uh, for the TLDR version, both me and Jack think this is his worst album. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, but you wanna listen for the substance, right? You wanna listen for the, for the deets. I guess before I get into the actual album itself, I do want to sort of talk about Kanye West's career, especially because that seems to be one of the focuses in his album. Not necessarily, you know, him just talking about like, you know, he does talk about the Jesus, but, you know, you do get instances where he, you know, he reflects on his career or he reflects on the decisions that he's made, not only in music, but in pa like in fashion and and what he's trying to do for um, the culture, quote unquote. I guess the first thing I really want to say about it is just it's, being a fan of Kanye is very. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's been tough. It's tough. It's nerve wracking. Um, his career has always been very tumultuous and very erratic. And 
not only does it show in how he consistently puts out different albums every time, but also in how he carries himself um, in the media and how he represents himself. Part of me isn't so surprised with how Kanye is handling situations currently. It seems that's Kanye's nature is to be very confrontational and to be honest with himself. But at the same time, a uh, majority of me is pretty disappointed with how he's handling the situations and how he's um, seemingly neglecting the issues that he was talking about when he first started his career. A college dropout talks about his personal experiences living as a black man in America and, you know, transitioning from that to now seeing him endorsing Donald Trump to him making the slavery is a choice comments. It just, you know, it seems like he's abandoning his like his community, his roots. And for someone of Kanye's status of his position to to make these comments, uh, it, it, it really is a pretty huge blow, I feel like. Um, yeah, I would say that I, I haven't been listening to hip-hop my whole life. I've really only been getting into hip-hop for the past few, four, maybe four years. So I don't, I haven't like grown up awaiting Kanye album releases or it's just been in the recent few years. But when I see these videos and articles about him in the White House with Donald Trump and embracing him over a hug and saying like, you're, you're one of my favorite people in the world or um, <laughs> yeah. tweeting all this stuff about him. It just really makes me disappointed because I really like fallen in love with a lot of his music over the past few years of listening to him. And it's just off-putting. I mean, I know a lot of... There's a big argument over whether... Uh, should you separate an artist's music from their life outside of music? Mm -hmm. Or So it's really... Um, it's a tough... It's a really tough discussion. I just think the way he's... You know, he's carrying these messages is very irresponsible given his status. And yeah. I feel like, you know, he could believe that. But, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a way to handle the situation more tastefully. Mm -hmm, for sure. That being said, I'm not going to try and get too much into the politics anymore because it's, uh, it's, it gives me some headaches sometimes. But um, now let's actually talk about the music because that's all, all, you know, at the end of the day, this is what this podcast is all about. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> before... The music even dropped. There was, uh, oh, oh, yeah, the rollout of the album was how do I say, extremely disappointing <laughs> to me, a big Kanye fan. I had to wait over over a year from when his first announced new album was. Uh, back then it was called Yandi, mm -hmm. which failed to materialize after several dates that he tweeted out and put on billboards around, <laughs> around the country and then come next fall this fall he says that he's got jesus is king which he again put out a release date for and failed to materialize so when i when the album came out and i was first listening to it i was already i was i was not in a good mood just to <laughs> say that um i think it came out at like 10 a.m like two weeks after he said it was supposed to come out. Mm -hmm. um, I guess his excuse was that they were still mixing it, still redoing some of the tracks, but 
why even why even put out a date if it's not finished mm-hmm. um but yeah so disregarding the rollout i guess i would just overall say um in one word it's it's just comes up a little short on a lot of aspects of it mm-hmm. um i guess that's more than one word but uh, <laughs> in one one short idea i know a lot of his new trend of albums is doing is doing short albums um his rollout of albums from two summers ago, they were all seven tracks, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this one is 11 tracks, but I think it's still... It's still the similar runtime of like 27 minutes. Yeah. Um, and because of the because of the increase in tracks with the same amount of runtime, it's each track... A lot of the tracks really feel like there's a lot left to be desired. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big... I would say... I don't know if there's a single off the album, but follow god is the only one with the music video i know it's probably up there being uh with the most streamed albums on the song and it's only a minute 45 seconds yeah and um again the last track on the album it's only it's less than a minute and it builds up it builds up like you're waiting for it to drop that for there to be a beat or something and it just stops and um everything we need as well in the middle of the album i would just say that's kind of one aspect of the album that I was really personally um, disappointed by. I, I guess just commenting on the rollout of the album too. I think in rolling out the album, Kanye West came out with a statement basically saying he isn't going to make secular music. He, that he's only going to stick to Christian music and that his, and that Jesus is King is supposedly going to be this gospel album. Personally, I don't really have an issue artists changing genres you know i mean i wouldn't say it's necessarily a change of genre it's exactly that's the thing it, it, and so when this came out you know this pretty much tasted exactly like yay <laughs> i think for me um and only except this time it doesn't really taste that good it doesn't it, it doesn't come off as well um when yay came out last year the raw production the raw lyrics his delivery you know, it produced this overall aesthetic that showed an honest portrayal of his character. But now in Jesus is King, you know, you especially with how he was rolling it out, uh, it seemed like he was being revitalized. It seemed like he was becoming a born again Christian. It seemed like he was renewing his faith. And now listening to it, not only does it sound similar to yay, the lyrics aren't good. <laughs> the lyrics are not great. Uh and at some points in the record, too, Kanye attempts to justify why he does certain things. Like, for instance, on the track on God, in which, uh, you know, I, I do give credit to Pierre Bourne for this ethereal video game-like synths that are playing in the background. A way, kind of, how Kanye mentions, uh, that's why I charge the prices that I charge. Just <laughs> Oh, that was that was a joke. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how he believes that. Yeah. Uh. Uh, needs to ne- like he needs to charge four hundred dollars for a pair of shoes so that his family can can survive. It's, yeah, I would say though that gospel music simplicity is a big part of it. It's not it's not a big it's not some super complex jazz genre with all these different chords and it's it's ma- it's mainly about the groove and um I think that Kanye does kind of. He does definitely nail part of the gospel feel in the album, which I think was a highlight of it for me. Particularly the first song, "Every Hour" and "Cello," mm-hmm. they both have yeah. 
like the gospel choirs in those uh are truly the highlight of the album for me it's a good tone setter for the album for sure yeah jesus is king does touch upon elements of gospel music but to say that it's a christian album mm-hmm. i would uh, say that <laughs> he kind of needs to work on his branding because i'm pretty sure he also said that the life of pablo was a gospel album when he released it when really there's yeah. one maybe two like gospel themed tracks ultralight mm-hmm. beam and father stretch my hands yeah. mm, but the second half of that song is definitely Design. not definitely not christian like similarly to jack i do think production for the most part is not as up to par um as in his past records um mm-hmm. there are definitely strong cuts in this record that i feel like the mixes were great like uses gospel yep that for sure that's definitely a highlight um because his delivery was was there and you know the the lyrics weren't as cr- <laughs> lyrics were not as cringy. Push a T. <laughs> push a T. Push a T. Yeah, that was a nice verse. Yeah. Ah, you know, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with a push a T feature. You can't. Oh, another track. Selah, of course, on God. Uh, yeah. Mainly Pierre, really. Mm-hmm. It's not even Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think, although closed on Sunday is kind of a <laughs> joke, the joke of the album, I would say that instrumental is really, I I really like it. Um, it comes out with that haunting intro with the guitar and the voices singing, and then the it, bass does sound nice. It turns into some synthy yeah. kind of breakdown, uh, yeah, like stop time esque type thing. You and my Chick Fil A, really, <laughs> really. I don't I, yeah this is I can't really show you how I'm looking like right now I can't. he's got his eyes closed leaning back I, in his chair I'm like trying to breathe and meditate cause I that did not have to be in the album a lot of cuts did not have to be in the album everything we need I did not you know the everything we need uh Interestingly enough, was a song that was originally in one of the Yandi leaks, mm-hmm. um, and you know, except without the revised lyrics, um, the instrumental was the same. The Young Thug feature was was great. Um, there is a feature from XXX Tentacion. I think he just took a Kanye just took a, like a acapella of X covering Yes Indeed by Drake. Um, yeah. I haven't listened to the Yandi leaks, but I know I've listened to a couple videos of Kanye's live performances with his choir. He calls them Sunday service, and yeah. I know that they, they perform everything we need a lot. And I remember that being a highlight of the concerts I've watched online. And then when this song materialized on the album, I was really excited for it, but I think it just came up a little short. It feels kind of sparse like i guess that's probably what he's going for but it just feels like it's kind of missing something in the the auto-tune feels a little out of place in a gospel album Um, oh yeah it could be used in the right way but i i don't like the way it's really used on everything we need yeah no uh especially yeah the, the way that he marketed this album as a gospel album really did not it really just made the tracks not that great because he was trying to market it as gospel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a theme kind of on the album is a lack of just overall ideas 
that get expressed in the songs i would say because the length of the album really is very short a lot of the songs are a minute to two minutes even some of them are under a minute everything we need it just to me feels like it's begging for another verse um, yeah same thing with it doesn't have everything we need yeah <laughs> Same thing with Follow God, I would say. And the last song, Jesus is Lord, was just waiting. I was waiting for, for Kanye to come with some vocals or something else to happen. It was a, It's a cool instrumental, I would say that. I like listening to it, but it just leaves me wanting so much more. Um, and then I guess if kind of going over other downsides of the album, I would just say that, in my opinion... Um, the mixing on some of the tracks feels a little bit off. I know Sela or Sela. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could be an artistic choice, but it kind of sounds like Kanye is singing through like a walkie-talkie a little <laughs> bit. Or, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Um, could just be just not not what I'm looking for. But um, I would also say use this gospel. I think although that that's probably my favorite song in the album. I would say. Again, the vocals seem a little off. They just seem a little off balance with the rest of the song. And um, I just think that that's been something that's really been a consistent plus on Kanye's whole musical career. I mean, he has every producer, mixer um, in the world yeah. wanting yeah. to work for him. And At I his think disposal. In, and he's been, hasn't, hasn't released anything in the past year and a half and... He's had time to work on it. I know he said he went to Africa somewhere to record like outside and get all the sounds in it. Um, and I just think he really came up short on that on that part of the record. Oh, yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, the rollout of the album, the way he handled it, combined with just this, I think, this lackluster um, kind of like this renewal of Christian faith and okay, I, I got to put all of this in. I got to put all of this in. Um, it doesn't, you know, those things don't really go well. So yeah, It almost feels like Chance the Rapper is the big day. Because um, he's so excited about getting into this marriage and he's been in, married for what, like four months? And he releases mm. this album about mm, how point, much yeah. he loves his marriage. And yeah. it just feels like Kanye is so, he's like, oh, wow, I'm, all of a sudden a born again Christian ch completely changed my life around, but it doesn't feel as like mature about, um, the whole process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess another aspect, I guess just to conclude this review, um, I, I, I guess I'll just reveal the score later, but, um, there is, de I do definitely have an issue with how Kanye does profess his faith in, uh, in his album, a lot of them just left me feeling uncertain of whether or not Kanye is really taking his faith seriously or if he's really, you know, taking it to heart. Um, thought the book of Job was a job. <laughs> and then, you know, like he talks about like him praising God. And then the next thing you know, he you know, he he falls into the the need to talk about the earthly desires such as you know why he charges the prices that i charge and how that's important to keep his family alive like you know you know one of the things of uh you know one of the things about christianity really is um the, the main importance of you know 
focusing on the spiritual self and prioritizing that over earthly desires and temptations and uh, like the way that that's presented, it doesn't really seem like that for me. Um, I'm saying this because I'm I've been practicing Christianity recently. I've been like building on that faith, so I, I, that's uh that's particularly one of the reasons why I've had a lot of trouble with this album. Um, I don't know if Jack is necessarily a Christian either, but I feel like even if you're an atheist, this album is in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly religious, um, but I would just say, I mean, there is kind of he does display his journey of Chris, through Christianity a little bit in the album. I know the first half, a lot of it is about um, him doing things that I guess are not endorsed by Christianity. I know the second song. Uh, follow God. He's talking about how his his father was telling him like that's not Christ like uh, yeah. all his actions. And then I guess in the second half of the album he kind of goes through his his rebirth phase on on water. I mm-hmm. guess the title is you get water being like the symbolic uh, need of like cleansing and, and change. Yeah, and a lot of the second half of the album just talks about the community of Christianity and things like that. But overall. Yeah, I just don't really get the sense. I mean, over the past couple of year, few years, few albums, Kanye has just said so many things and ideas that have failed to materialize. I mean, yeah. I know in the life of Pablo, he said he was going to run for president in 2020. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to run the whole election, I think was the quote. Um, and it does not look like he's running for president. He's, or I guess, going back to the rollout of the album, so many promises. And actually throughout his career, he's had, at least three albums i think that have he's announced and failed to drop he's Mm -hmm. so really it's kind of hard to take him seriously at this point um he's also said now that he's planning to go back and re-record all of his music um, like getting rid of all the swear words yeah Um, and also the fact that he uh he made a statement saying that he will no longer perform the old some of his old songs yeah what are you doing, bro? Yeah, I definitely do think the the way he's handling this right now, like you said, Jack, is not mature. It's definitely, you know, I feel like it's still, like I said before, like he's capturing lightning in a bottle and that he's, mm-hmm. uh, his, his faith right now, while it does appear to be strong, I do sort of question what it will look like from here on out. That being said, I do want to give Kanye the benefit of the doubt that he is honest about his faith. Even mm-hmm. though I do take issue with how he handles it, you know, it, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but that being said, we'll just have to see what happens from here on out. Um, so uh, for this podcast, how we've decided to handle ratings is uh, out of 10, uh, one being low, <laughs> 10 being <laughs> high. Um, and I don't, we're not really going to get into the rating system right now i think we're still kind of working out how that is i mean we did just start this podcast so Mm -hmm. uh you know cut us some slack please um but in the meantime um having said i uh i I gave this album a four out of ten yeah i would say i mean kanye is one of my all-time top five artists and i although this album is definitely it's it's my least favorite Kanye album, I would say. Yeah. But I still think there were some great highlights on the album. Uh, Use This Gospel, Selah, 
follow God. I love those songs, really. Um, and I would say maybe a five. I would give it five? Okay. just on the borderline of five. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm being generous, just <laughs> maybe because I'm a historic Kanye fan. Oh, yeah. I feel it. I, I hope Kanye does better in the next one. That's all yep, I got to say. For sure. Um, you know, I, I hope to see him handle rollouts better. Mm-hmm. I hope to, you know, see him take time to not only just capture lightning in a bottle or to just yeah. get things in really quickly, but to actually sit with ideas. I mean, I know now he's already announced two new albums that he's he said he's going to have a a live album with the Sunday service choir mm. that he's going to put out. And then he also today tweeted that he was making a Jesus is King 2 with Dr. Dre. Um, what? Yeah, he did on his own Twitter account. So it's already two promises. We'll yeah. see how many come true. Probably... Probably zero. Probably zero. Probably negative one, because that's possible. <laughs> um, yeah, I I guess the main takeaway is four four out of ten for me, five out of ten for Jack. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to the uh, setting the record straight. Setting the record straight. Yeah, we're we're calling we're calling it now. Calling it now. Um, uh, this has been MJ. This is Jack. Uh, and we hope you can catch us in the next episode with our other co-host. All right, see you then.